0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello, and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver, the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming Blog. With me today are three special guests, maybe more, we don't know. <laughs> we have recurring guest, Patrick Gan. Hi, how you doing?
1: Hey, it's good to talk to you, Zach.
0: It's good to talk to you. We have Yen Wang, who is eating food. <laughs> and
2: choking on it and, apparently yeah, yeah. we have a live <laughs> death chinese today new year. oh yes chinese new year
0: so now you know when this podcast was recorded and we also have a new guest who is a sometime writer on theology gaming but he also writes in his own blog the geek in the word welcome andrew crawford how you doing
3: doing good glad to be here <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, our topics are not really set in stone, but we'll try to get to them. First of all, let's just jump right into what we were talking about before we started this recording, which is achievements. So, who wants to begin?
1: I will. All right. Um, I, need, I need to make a confession, which is that uh, I'm addicted to achievements, um, and I don't think the platform necessarily matters. I mean, most of my achievement hunting has happened on Steam but I have also gone after PlayStation trophies. I've I've played games that if trophy, trophies or achievements didn't exist, I would have stopped playing them long ago, but I thought, well, I'll do these repetitive and or obscure things just so I can show everyone that I got the 100% the Platinum Trophy. <laughs> um, FF 13.2 is an example of one on PS3 that I did. Binding of Isaac is an example of one that I did on Steam that... Um, took 230 hours. Um
0: <laughs> that's a long time.
1: Yeah. Now, granted that was actually I actually enjoyed all of those hours. That game also was just a fantastically built roguelike action an action style roguelike, very smart game, but um there have been not fun games that I will play until I get all the achievements just because i don't know i like uh i like to show off i like to even though no one's looking really i like to be able to to show it it's kind of like having a collection um it's like a virtual collection of my achievements and i know that that on a scriptural basis this is all vanity and stupidity right like this is (laughs) this is all dust someday you know steam servers will all go down um they're not, it's not going to make it into the new heaven and the new earth, I don't think. Um, <laughs> these are cultural artifacts that will disappear someday. Um, but I, I just, I'm driven to do it. And I, and I, a part of me thinks that's probably wrong. And another part of me has no intention of stopping. And I just want to confess that to some fellow Christians <laughs> and, uh, And get some feedback.
0: So do you pick games that have specifically interesting achievements? Or do you just have games that you like to play and then you max out the achievements on them? Regardless of how dumb or stupid the objective is.
1: I have two or three different methods for choosing what game to play. The achievement list means nothing to me. Um, In fact, some games don't have achievements and I'll still play them. I recently marathoned the entire Suikoden series. Um, and obviously none of those have achievements, but that's just something I wanted to do. So games that interest me um, are a uh, um, factor into picking them. Uh, if, I, if I'm to write a review or I got the game for free at, with the expectation that I should write something about it, then I'll play that. That gets high priority. And then sometimes I'll do what some people do with the Bible, um, which is an awful way to read the Bible, but you know, better than not reading the Bible, I guess. Is when people are like, "God, what should I do?" And then they just, you know, flip through and uh, and then put their finger somewhere on the page and read a verse, and it ends up being a genealogy. But some, they're convinced that it has something to do with their life. Um, <laughs> I sometimes do that. I have like 500 games on Steam, and sometimes I'll just like uh, scroll and then point and then whatever game it ends up on, I'll I'll try that game, and if it doesn't suck, I'll I'll keep playing it, and then. If I beat it, but then I don't have all the achievements, I'll go and get all the achievements.
0: Oh goodness! It doesn't matter the quality of the game.
1: The quality of the game has almost nothing to do with it. Yeah. So. Goodness. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad.
3: Yeah, I, I definitely share your addiction. I can confess as well that uh, all mine are on 360. Obviously, but I just I've played some games that I seriously like came to question what I was doing with my life. And the only reason I played them, like, the sole reason I played these games was just because I looked at the achievement list beforehand and said, oh, that's easy. I can do that. I can I can 100% that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, can you give me an example about, of a game? that? that uh, awesome the game. Avatar, Last Airbender game is one of them. <laughs> Everybody yeah. does that one for achievements. Um, let's see. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I, I'm sure I could probably come up with a couple other ones if I had my list of games in front of me.
0: Well, how but, many, uh, what's your gamer score, I think, is the better question.
3: Right now, it's, I think I'm approaching 46,000. <laughs> that's a lot. Wow. So, but I mean, it's not, I, I will say, it's not entirely that. I mean, I do tend to look at achievement lists before I buy a game, but that's only one thing that it goes into it. Like, I, most of my achievements have come from games that I bought because I legitimately was interested in what it is, you know, and, and most of the games I have a lot of achievements for are games that I genuinely love, like Skyrim, Oblivion. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got people, all the... Here's the War 3. And that was fun.
3: Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, those are definitely games that I I didn't just play for the achievements. You know, I played them because I genuinely loved them. They were great and all of that. But I I definitely, I feel that compulsion that I absolutely have to do it. And I think for me, it's it's my competitive nature. You know, I, I'm just a naturally competitive person. That's why I love first-person shooters and multiplayer so much. Oh, but, wow, yeah. I I just I see this list of things to do and immediately it's just okay challenge accepted I have <laughs> to do it I have to do it you know it's it's just my competitive and like you said it's vain you know I want people to look and say oh well, he did them all or blah 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 and it's entirely like <laughs> <Huh. laughs> and I have a serious I have a serious problem but <laughs> I think I have
0: somewhere in the range of twenty five k at least on Xbox. Just by playing games, so I'm not sure what that says about me.
1: I think it says that um, you 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 pour a significant chunk of time into games, but you're not actively seeking out achievements. I think the
0: only one where I got even close to maxing it out was Bayonetta. And the reason I didn't max it out was because I didn't beat the final difficulty mode. So, I guess that's
1: I don't know if it's your bad. That was probably a wise choice because I know how difficult that game gets. No, I need to go back and do
0: it. (laughs) I love Bayonetta. I know you do. (laughs) It's a hard game, though, on that Mm, difficulty level, anyway. Uh, What is it called? Nonstop Infinite Climax? Yeah. um, (laughs) Inappropriate in some contexts, I'm sure. But not this one? No, we're good. (laughs) Uh, Yen, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Uh, what do you, what's your relationship to achievements?
2: Uh, I, I got my PS3 pretty late, so when I first saw the achievement list, I was like, that's really difficult. It's going to take a lot of time. So I didn't bother achievements at all for the PS3. Huh. Uh, I got my Steam earlier, though, um, and there was only one game I tried playing for achievements. Uh, that was Civilization V. Because there's it, no single-player mode, there's no campaign, and you're like, okay, what am I playing for? Um, so I tried <laughs> playing for achievements, and some of them were insane. I think the... The English one was really, really tough. So I decided hey, it's not worth the effort. So I never played for achievements again. Um, not that I don't, I don't have temptations or I don't interact with video games in sinful or addictive ways. But no, I don't have issues with achievements. Not for me. Huh. I think I'm
0: more in that camp myself. I don't find myself actively seeking them. But if the list is something reasonable and I go, well, I enjoy this game. I'll play it a little more just to get it. But if it's something like dumb, like, you know, play 100 hours, or some kind of arbitrary thing where you jump on something's head 100 times, or some other inane task, I really don't do it. I don't see how that's a, a marker of my skill, other than how much time I can waste on a single game.
3: Yeah, yeah I wish I didn't push myself to an existential crisis on a regular basis. <laughs> just for achievements.
0: So, do you think you should stop doing it? I think that's the question I want to ask.
3: I honestly think I just need to curb it, you know, like, I, I need, first of all, I need to just play games because I enjoy them, you know, and not really focus so much on the achievements, and then I I, I think, too, it's just kind of a pride thing, I just really need to take a good, long, hard hard look in the mirror, and like, you know, Gan was saying, these things aren't going to last forever, they'll be gone one day, I'll probably reach a point in my life where I completely forget about them, and so, you know, just realize that, you know, games are for fun, and games are, you know, what I do. You know, because I enjoy them, not because I'm trying to rub it in somebody's face. So,
1: <laughs> But rubbing it in their face is so satisfying. I know. <laughs> that couldn't be a satisfying aspect of gaming. Who was it that made that video about the snow that I argued with And Was that Brian Castleberry? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, there were some aspects where I, I disagreed with him, but I do agree with the the end statement of that video, which was uh, the the primary function of gameplay is the play which is the the enjoyment and the fun and uh th- there are times that i've been going after achievements and it is truly a slog and there get to there comes a point where i'm really just not enjoying it but i'm still doing it and it's like wow that can't be good and i've i've also been there in in a few mmos where it's not an achievement but it's like like the best gear set or whatever like there's some really Evil stuff that's been put into MMOs in that regard. Yeah, World of um,
0: Warcraft turns into that after a while. You know, it's like, oh, I got to do the dailies because I got to do the dailies.
1: No, uh, yeah, yeah, do the reason. dailies because uh, if you do them a hundred times, then I can buy that that accessory I really want. Yeah,
0: I can only do twenty five daily quests a day. I better set up my schedule correctly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so here's a theoretical question: If in fact somebody sent you A tiny physical trophy for every achievement you got. Would that change your mind?
1: That'd probably make it worse for me because then I'd have, (laughs) right? Because then I'd I'd probably set up a wall of them, and and my wife would start calling it like a wall of shame or something, and (laughs) like you know, they'd all end up in the attic eventually. You know, that would that would be worse. I think it's I think it's easier for me to manage because it's virtual. If it was physical, it would it would just it would just demonstrate the vice all the more, right? (laughs) Yeah, I really hope Microsoft isn't listening in on this, because
3: if they do that, it's just going to be the end of my life as we know it.
0: <laughs> Tiny Xbox trophies.
3: So, yeah, if- <laughs> we just not do that.
1: Yeah, I hope they don't. I, um, I have a friend who's like really like he's turned it into like his full time job. He um, uh, he buys it's for PS. He's a PS three trophy guy, and he has like, uh, he either owns, borrows, or rents every game and every region of every game so like he'll play the same game and get the platinum trophy for it like wait you in... get achievements for different regions yeah they well some games they they some games the, the company handles it properly and then it's just one for all regions but uh, some games you can you can count it like towards your account like oh I have the platinum in like the US version of 13 and now I have it in like the Japanese version and now the European version Wow, and he'll go and get all of them. And he has, of like, platinum trophies are are almost always the do everything else in the game trophy. Like, get all the others, and then we unlock the platinum. It, they do bronze, silver, gold, and platinums. Yeah. And among all the platinum trophies that exist, uh, in the world of PlayStation games, he has like ninety nine point zero four percent of them. <laughs> that's so, like. Insane. It is insane. It's it like it's disturbing. Uh, but it doesn't and like he knows like how unhealthy he is, but he still like celebrates everyone that he gets. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> if you paid me to do that, I might do it.
1: Well, that's that's the thing. It's almost like those like speedrunners or people who do competitive gaming, like there are people that like like he's almost always live streaming too. And he also writes a lot of achievement guides and I think he actually does rake in some money with that. But I don't. I never asked him how much. <laughs> yeah. Makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. There's, there's always someone worse, right? Yes, compare yourself <laughs> to other people, and you'll look the best. Yeah, I know. That,
1: again, that's that's a terrible way to act. But you know, it's like, um, like sometimes, like when I, like when I tithe poorly, I'm like, well, I'm not like Ananias and Sapphira. No one's coming to kill me. But. Sometimes I do think, well, maybe I am more like them than I want to admit. (laughs) And for those who don't know the reference, it's early Acts. It's either Acts 2 or Acts 4, I think. Yeah, give it a read.
0: We're not going to spoil it for you if you don't know the story. Yeah,
1: it's pretty pretty shocking, but it has to do with being true to your word. I have a secret confession to
0: make about Steam, specifically. Go ahead. I sometimes rebuy games when they're cheap so that I can show you how long I've been playing it
1: oh yeah 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 so you can show the hours logged yeah (laughs) because
0: right now um i have king of fighters for the console but i bought king of fighters 13 for steam not only because of the netcode is great because it wasn't on console but because i could show you how long i've been playing it
1: it's fun
0: because the achievements are mostly worthless in that game it's like play arcade mode 50 times or something
1: Right, yeah, it's all enumerated. Yeah. Uh, it has nothing to do with skill. Yeah.
0: Almost nothing. of It's like win ten consecutive rank matches in a row is the only way you can get like an actual achievement. Uh huh. But you know, I do like having that counter that shows you how long I've been playing it.
1: Yeah, and you're and you're a huge fan of fighting games in general. Uh, I think two D fighters especially, and of the King of Fighters series, right? So,
0: yeah. uh, well, I'm new to King of Fighters. Mostly. Oh, you are. It, well, I played previous games, but not at a level that was actually anything meaningful. Oh, okay. Like I think the first one I actually owned was on Dreamcast. So.
1: Yeah, that would have been like ten, maybe.
0: Yeah, King of Fighters Dream Match '99, which is actually '98, which is really confusing. Okay.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Yen, do you have? You don't have any addictive qualities, so
2: I guess. No, I do. I do. Oh, but I'm, do. I've been I've been thinking for a while, and I'm I'm wondering. You know this this achievement thing. I'm wondering whether. If, if we if we analyze the root uh, the root desire that is targeting, I, I wonder whether actually a, a larger group of us fall fall under the same kind of temptation. Um, uh, for example, right now I'm really into collectible collectible card games on on video game medium. Um, and and the best example of this I I gave is Marvel Puzzle Quest. Yeah. But I also try out a few other games. Uh, there's an NBA kind of collectible card game that I've been trying out also, huh. and and I'm wondering whether the draw is exactly the same. If you just want to have a large card collection to show off, um, even if you are not, even even it doesn't have achievements, um, or even if it doesn't have huge blinking neon lights to tell everybody, hey, look how many cards I have. It's just this sense of personal pride, I, I guess. Yep. Yep. yeah 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 and and I'm wondering whether it's the same kind of draw because after a while I keep on doing the same things over and over again uh my my characters get higher and higher level uh, but it's it's still the same thing i I'm not progressing any narrative I'm not um exploring new mechanics or anything like that, and'm wondering whether it's the same thing and it's 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 it's, it's, it's fun it's not a bad it's not a poor game but it's just not you know it's not progressing, and you're wondering whether it, is this a good use of my time uh and I think there are perhaps other game aspects in other kind of games similar to that. Because I, I think for me, the reason why I, I don't gloat in achievements is because I don't like to connect with other people on, on the video game. Uh, on Steam, I only have two friends. I think that's Joshua and Zach. Uh, so if I, if I gloat, I only gloat to two of them.
1: Uh, I'm in a special group.
2: <laughs> <yeah>. I
1: want to <laughs> be, be friends with Jan on, on Steam. Cool, what's cool, your What's yeah. your ID? Uh,
2: W-O-N-G-Y-A-N-N. All
1: right, everyone listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, say hello. <laughs> get him, get him. We can all be friends, and then we can like play Magic: The Gathering 2014 with him and look at his huge deck or something.
2: <laughs> oh, I haven't played Magic in ten years, I think.
1: Wow. Well, this the version that's on Steam. Uh, my older brother started playing, and it immediately sucked him in, and he hadn't played Magic in a long time either. And I won't oh. touch it because I know it'll I know what'll happen to me if I do.
2: Yeah. I, I'm actually currently exploring uh, collectible games that are not like magic, that, that use different mechanics, because there are a couple of magic clones out there, like five or six, and all I right. don't really want to explore all of them, um, but I want to try different mechanics. Um, usually, there are on mobile platforms, um, but the, the Marvel Puzzle Quest is really good. It's a really good one. Um, really addictive, too.
0: Is Hearthstone available in your region?
2: Uh, beta, I think.
0: Yeah. It's open beta now, right? I, or a, yeah. as of today? Yeah. So try I that. Out. That, <laughs> that I, might be interesting.
2: Hearthstone looks like a magic clone to me, actually.
0: Yeah, it's a little simplified, but they change some things about it, and it has that Blizzard level of polish. So it's actually pretty wow. good.
2: And I'm I'm not a World Warcraft guy, so I may not know all the characters and stuff.
0: Yeah. No, you don't have to know anything. It's mostly just the numbers, like it would be any other game. It's just an aesthetic overlay for the CCG going on.
2: Yeah, but that's what, makes it, that's what makes it entertaining, right? Marvel Puzzle Quest is fun because you know the Marvel characters.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually, when I was doing my Suikoden marathon, there are four Japanese-only games right now, three of which have had fan translations. And one was Suikoden Card Stories, which was a Game Boy Advance game that basically retold the story of Suikoden two but with card battles, and there were 250-some... Oh, it's totally bizarre! <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but it was—it was actually a great game. And uh,
2: you know uh, what? What I miss—the FF Eight Card Battle game. I like that
1: Triple Triad. Triple triad. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I was... they
1: just put uh, eight on Steam, and at some point I'll go through it. And I got all the Triple Triad cards when I was a kid, and I'll do it again because I actually really like Triple Triad.
0: <laughs> you could, mostly I use those to trade for other items whenever there's mm. a card game in it, a Final Fantasy game.
1: Well, I I got all I got all 110 and then I traded them all in and then I suddenly for like for the end of the game I was so overpowered cuz I could just be invincible all the time. And that's how I beat all the super hard stuff cuz I had all the cards.
0: Well, That's sort of a problem with Final Fantasy 8 in general. That's true. You were just exacerbating it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely. All right, do we uh, do we want to get into uh, the other stuff, Nintendo and Mass uh, Effect uh, and all that? Uh,
0: just one more thing. I was thinking about okay. this achievement. Yeah, go ahead. I think the reason why achievements are attractive is that they're basically a quantified measure of your progress. Whereas in yeah. most of your life, you don't have this like checklist of success, you win. Here's yeah. 50 gamer points. When you're right, getting achievements, right. it's like, oh, I'm working towards a number, and mm-hmm. the number can yes, keep yes. going up. So yeah. there's... There's something there that you can say, here I have 50,000 gamer points, and you don't. <laughs> and I did yeah, all in, these things and you didn't. So,
2: in, in teacher speak, we call this immediate feedback. Yeah. Uh, and I've read that somewhere in, in some other gaming books as well. It, 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 when you get feedback on how competent you are as a gamer, you're more likely to continue gaming. Hmm.
0: may explain the difficulty of games later, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with that. All right. Well, before we run out of time and/or other things, we'd rather jump to our next topic, which is Mass Effect things. Apparently, there's a new Mass Effect in the works. I'm not sure who has more information on this. I think Andrew well, does.
3: Well, I don't. The thing is that there's not a whole lot of quantifiable, actual Bioware information out. It's just more of a wildfire spreading around the internet that supposedly this year actually is the one that gets thrown around the most that we're going to have. A new game in the series but you know anybody who's played the series before realizes that that's a huge undertaking because you know and no spoilers here but just because of the way they ended the series it's almost impossible for them to pick up exactly where they left off and just keep going
1: well they and can so... always they can always go prequel style right or inter inter like between the stories of the trilogy with another character right so you're saying oh, George yeah. Lucas could... is in charge? Oh
3: gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean the wonderful thing, the wonderful thing is that the Mass Effect universe is so large, you know, that they really could go in a lot of different directions, you know, and there's all these, you know, fans obviously have a very vivid imaginations, so there's all these thoughts that they're going to do something from the Rachni wars or the first contact war and everything. But I think what may make it tricky to go backwards too far is that in the first game humans are relatively newcomers to the universe and so i wonder if they would hesitate to go too far back and not have humans be involved in the game that would make a lot
0: of
2: sense risk alienating your audience
3: yeah because i mean i mean i personally i i love a lot of the other races in the game and I, i would be perfectly okay with the game with no humans in it but you know obviously i can't speak for everyone racist.
1: <laughs> humans are the best. Must
3: have humans. <laughs> but, you know, a company like EA that's so, you know, mind on my money kind of thing, you know, I, I have a feeling that they would be kind of hesitant to do something like that. So, they, so they're kind of stuck in this. They can't go too far back, you know, and going forward is extremely tricky when you have a game that ended in three completely different ways, you know, that fundamentally changed the universe as we knew it. And so, I mean, I, I'm just really curious more than anything. I, I really want to see what they do with it. I
2: think Bioware has released the statement that it's definitely Shepherd is not coming back. Um, so they will end the Shepherd story with Mass Effect Three. I think that's 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 pretty certain, um, and that's all they committed to. So they could they could be doing a prequel, uh, which most of us think is probably happening, or if they do a sequel, it's just a sequel without Shepherd. But if you're wondering about the three different endings, I think what they what they could do. It's just made one ending canon and the other and the other two non canon. Uh like um Infamous, yeah, like Infamous had two different endings. They just made one ending canon and had the infamous sequel come out right for the next gen machine.
0: Well nobody seemed to like the any of the endings anyway. So they well, I, just, I like f- the end. well I mean well most people, you know, the uproar on the internet was this ending is horrific, it doesn't matter what you did. So we probably would like it instead that they just ignore it. <laughs> Or whatever sure. the DLC was, which I didn't play, so I can't really. But
3: say. But he brings up a good point, though, because you have to remember that it's already in Bioware's playbook to pick a to pick an ending because they did it with Kotor. You know, there was mm. two completely different endings with Kotor, right. but they made but they made the light side ending, the canon ending, when they went forward with Kotor two. So mm. it wouldn't. It's not exactly out of the realm of possibility because it's already in their playbook. Yeah,
2: that's right.
0: And will the game play exactly the same? Uh, all three of them have played differently. The first one was more of an RPG. The second one was more of a straightforward third-person shooter, and the last one was kind of a strange mix of the two.
2: I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't think they were that different. Um, I just say the first one wasn't very good gameplay-wise.
0: <laughs> I thought the first one was pretty good. That's the only one I played with any degree
3: of. Uh, I I thought it was clunky. It I is just thought it was play. really clunky. Like nothing very
0: simple. That's because it was trying to mix it up. Like it was going to be a shooter at the same time as an RPG and a lot of people didn't really like it it's not an
3: easy thing to pull off no no. but I don't know I mean they could go I mean, the wonderful thing like I said is that they can literally go in a lot of different directions they could do something where you're a CSEC officer on the Citadel and make it a detective game You know, yeah. I mean, and that's just one example You know, and they could literally go hundreds of different directions with it
1: yeah, LA Noir in the Mass Effect universe, I would play in a heartbeat.
0: As long as the game was actually good instead, right? <laughs> well
1: I liked LA Noir. I did not. <laughs> I know yeah, that's, it, I could have guessed that. Yeah. It's it's light on actual gameplay. It's really clunky though. That was it, yeah, it, it can be frustrating. Yeah, I, but I
0: think if it was more like Gears of War, I would play it.
3: <laughs> Fair enough, <laughs> but I'm just really excited. um You know, I, I I don't think we're done. I mean, obviously, Bioware said they're done. They're done with Shepard, but I don't think there's any way they're done with the series. You know, and maybe we'll be we'll this too year. Much money. Yeah, yeah, it makes name, too much money. The name
1: recognition is yeah, the cash cow now. They can't but so do
3: it. I'm just really, I guess, curious. I guess is the right word to see which way they go with it. Yeah, you know, I'm really excited obviously for a new game. I've been that's what I've been playing. I'm currently replaying through the first one right now. Um, and it's something that I go back and you know every so often I just dive into the universe and I just I end up playing all three games, you know, to the detriment of all other games for about <laughs> a month or so. You know. So i just I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it.
0: But they're making a Dragon Age sequel right now,
3: right? I'm excited should, about that.
0: It I should be
2: coming out soon, right? Dragon Age 3, Inquisition.
3: I, get, I need yeah. to have a confession to make. I haven't played Dragon
1: Age.
2: Neither have I. Ah. So. <laughs> I I've plan s- on it. I really I've do. I've seen I plan more on than
1: I've played, but I will get to that trilogy once it is a trilogy.
0: Me and Bioware I'm, games I'm, don't get along.
1: So. It's,
2: not, it's not a real trilogy. Uh, two, two is... I mean, two happens. Two is a sequel of one, but there's very little carryover. You don't have the same characters. Um, and oh, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm aware. Yeah, it's a strange, strange game, isn't it?
2: Yeah. But I, I like it in the sense that BioWare is being very um, experimental and creative with his narrative style. Uh, I, so I appreciate it for that. But in terms of coherence, uh, Mass Effect is more coherent. Yeah.
0: Okay. But it's really
2: good. I, I recommend everyone try it.
0: But you can make an episodic series like that work, so that they're in the same universe, but not necessarily yep. the same stories.
2: Absolutely. <clears throat> well, they, they're, they're telling an overarching war story. war story. Um, so there are like different parts of the war happening they are progressing towards something and Inquisition looks like it's it's coming to a climax
3: (laughs) I don't like Bioware that much but um
2: (laughs) yeah they're not mechanics people they're story people
3: yeah I've been on the bandwagon since KOTOR so (gasps) I will
0: play through all the Mass Effects eventually I just have to motivate myself
2: has I not played Jade Empire I want to know if that's worth trying out
0: I have not played it but I hear it's pretty good I've always wanted to play it I've always I've heard it's good I've heard it. Oh, I haven't we played. We all haven't
2: played. It. Okay, I yeah. think Josh yeah. has played
0: it. I it's, a, have, uh, it's sort of strange, though.
1: Yeah, I, that's another like one that I, I watched. <laughs> I watched. Uh, we. I got a copy of it for for free at the the first E3 that I went to, and then like every night when we went back, went back to the hotel, that was the one of the games that was always going on in our staff's hotel room with RPG fan. There was a guy playing Jade Empire, so I got to watch like eight hours of it during E3, so I I associate that game with a very positive memory, so uh, ah, okay. maybe that's why yeah. I, I desire to play it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Alright, enough with the Bioware love. Kay. Okay. <laughs> Zachary demands it.
2: No, they're they under EA, so EA is bad, so they're bad. Yeah, yeah they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> Good
1: logic. EA yeah. is bad. Yeah. If trees and fruits and we hate yeah. ea at all The <laughs>
0: worst company in the world <laughs> two years running or is it one year running
1: yeah i mean that's that's such a strange thing to say that like ea is the worst when i'm i'd be more like halliburton or you know <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that's the libertarian in me speaking but
0: yeah uh, probably you don't want to mention pmc's on a publicly recorded podcast
1: that's a good point yeah sorry about that zach you can edit that if you want (laughs) to not get drone striked or something
0: yeah well nobody knows where you live so okay i hope i won't mention your address thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right so our last topic if we're doing rapid fire like this is nintendo everybody says nintendo is going
1: to die thoughts no they're they're not Prophecies are false (laughs) all right (laughs) i'm a nintendo preterist um (laughs) the fall already happened it was called the n64 and the virtual boy they made it back
0: i think you mean the gamecube
1: um was the gamecube their lowest selling console
0: yeah i think so well the wii u is now but um
1: right yeah you know i'm not concerned about the hardware thing i think the the deal with the wii u is from my perspective you're but you're you're investing in two consoles in one because your controller that pad is like its own thing um so from my perspective they sh- you should just double the numbers and consider that its sales uh so far because it really is a double console yeah it's a wii and a wii u at the yep. same time and if and it, it you know just totally discount that and look at Uh, how well the 3DS is doing. The 3DS is doing quite well. Um, So um, I I think it's a great idea. I I like the idea that they would expand software for other platforms. Um, They haven't done that since um, concurrent with the Famicom. I think they might have had some properties out on, uh, like there were Tiger Electronics games where they would allow their first-party characters to exist on them and that kind of thing. Yeah, But since then, they really they really haven't gone there. They've really, really kept all their first-party software to their hardware. So, you know, I'll, I'll be interested in seeing what they're willing to do to expand their market, but um, I don't think it was a, a move of desperation. I just think it was business as usual, and I'm surprised that people are making such a big deal out of it.
0: Yeah, I think the other thing is that they have $10 billion in capital right now, from yeah. the Wii and the DS cuz the DS was their highest selling system if not yeah. the highest selling system of all time.
1: Yeah. And and gosh, so many the library of DS games is is amazing. There's so many great games yeah. for DS.
0: They've announced a couple things they're doing though. The first one is that on the Wii U virtual console, you'll be able to play DS games on the tablet thing.
1: Yeah, and that's exciting.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, that yeah, was that, really that's smart impressive. Though. I think that's that's an impressive, somewhat of a feat that they're able to do it. Um, obviously, since it's all there, is they can do it. But, um, you know, I thought they moved really slowly with Virtual Console. Um, I wanted to see more and more faster and faster. And it didn't happen during the last generation. But they're really picking up pace this time around. To be able to do DS on the Wii U tablet, I mean, is just... You know, up up until now, it was like, all right, I can get like up to N sixty four games, and I couldn't get handheld games on my console, which really frustrated me. But now, like, they're really stepping it up.
0: Yeah, it's it's no secret that the 3ds has a, a ton of great games, but I don't want to buy one. <laughs> and I'm hoping at some point in the future they'll have 3ds games on the Wii U. For my yeah, I don't personal
2: enjoyment.
1: Yeah, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. The fact that they created that 2ds. Where they acknowledge that, oh, some people really don't like getting headaches um, <laughs> so you know the three d as a gimmick uh, as a novelty thing you can you can toss it aside and still have amazing games, and very few games would require the three dimensional view to solve a puzzle or navigate a room or something yeah i can't I can't think of any, and I've played dozens of games for it, so.
0: Uh, does anyone actually own a Wii U? I, I mean, that's a good question to ask. My nope. little brother does. Okay, so there's one person we know who owns one.
1: Yeah, and I go over there and play it a lot. I played um, I played 3D Worlds, which is awesome. The cat suit is the best thing ever. Um, there's there's no question that's an amazing game. Um, and uh, and the HD version of Wind Waker is beautiful. Tons of fun to play. So, uh, that. It'll just be slow. I think it'll be slow uh, for them to come up with um, good titles. You know, I hope there will be a solid Metroid game on the Wii U. Um, I hope there will be an amazing Zelda game on the Wii U. You know,
0: you mean that's we'll see. Not the Zelda Dynasty Warriors
1: crossover thing. Well, that you know, that's not like canon main series. I'm. I, I think <laughs> that'll be a fun game, but it won't be like. You know, it's not like uh, Twilight Princess, which, um, in my opinion, was their last really good Zelda. Because I did, I was not as impressed with Scarwood Sword, but
0: I don't think many people were.
1: Yeah, I think like in the first few days, everyone was like, "Cool," and then after a while, they put it all in perspective and said, "Nah, they've done better."
0: (laughs) Mr. Crawford, do you own a Wii by any chance?
3: Uh, My sister's own a Wii. Uh, I don't actually own it myself, but I, I mean, I watch them play it and I play with them a lot. Uh, I just, I feel like we've seen this story with Nintendo before. I mean, haven't we seen this before where they come out with something that's supposedly really lackluster, you know, and, you know, everyone starts wondering what's happening with Nintendo, and then they come back, you know, with, like, the Wii. You know, and the Wii just, you know, blows the doors off of preconceived notions of who's a gamer and who's not, and all of a sudden Nintendo's, like, back on top of the world. And so, I just, I, I, I agree. I, I think the Wii is going to start slow. But, I mean, it already has a pretty pretty good attach rate, you know? They were talking about how it's already kind of picking up, the people who already have it, it's kind of picking up steam with them picking more picking up more games and really liking it. And so, I just, I think it's going to be a slow start, but I, I, I don't think by any means Nintendo as a company is in trouble. I mean, as long as they have the DS going for them, I mean, there's just no really reason to think that they're in any deep trouble at all.
0: And the backwards compatibility is really a selling point for a lot of people who actually have a Wii right now. But the problem yeah, is, true, yeah. it's way too similarly named. It's like, what is the difference between a Wii and a Wii U?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many people who we, who think it's not even a console. They think it's just an add-on to the Wii.
0: Yeah, that's confusing. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was at first. I saw this thing and I was like, this is a home console you can transport everywhere? Awesome, right? Because I figured they were just combining the idea of the DS and the console at the same time, and I'm like, well, they don't need any more handheld. And then I found out it was not really. That much. Whoa! Whoa! You're dying! Don't yeah, die! I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, what else? It seems that Nintendo is going to make smartphone
1: apps, but they're not going to be games. Right. So you can get like the the Mario fun time calendar calculator.
0: Yeah. Or so it's basically a glorified advertisement. Something to that effect. Are you well, like sawing something over there?
1: Yeah, someone's a carpenter. Uh I don't know. <laughs>
2: Not here. <laughs> uh, I must say that you know I'm playing the NBA 2K tie-in game on the app. It's pretty addictive. I'm, I'm I'm spending a lot of time on that. So so tie-in games can be pretty can be cool too. I spent some time on a Dragon Age tie-in game. That was really fun. Uh, what's it called? Dragon Heroes of Dragon Age. That's pretty not not a bad tie-in game. So it doesn't have to be a lame ish mobile game. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Mobile mobile phone games can be uh, enjoyable done right. Yeah, but it is really easy to fall into a variety of pitfalls um and i don't even want to talk about them all i think a lot of people know what they are freemium and uh, uh or or clicks or touches or clicks right equals progress you know you don't want that so yeah <laughs> yeah stay away from that
0: it also seems like they're going to basically make it so that you can buy uh what is it virtual console stuff and that sort of thing on your smartphone to play on your nintendo consoles so you don't have to go through like the storefront of the wii u or the 3ds to actually buy stuff
1: right you can be on you can be on the train browsing their shop essentially through your iphone um it just gives the, it, it offers more time for the person to learn about what's available. Especially does, does
2: Microsoft do that already? Hmm. I
1: don't know. Uh, they don't. Should, right? I you oh. know, I know one thing that has happened is a lot of MMOs release apps where like you can get to like auction houses or like guild activity stuff from your smartphone. Um even though it's not, the, you don't have to log into the game itself, you can just uh, learn things or, or, or execute very simple things from your account uh, without actually having to get into the game proper. A few MMOs have, have done that in the last year or so um, and and that kind of streamlining is generally praised by the player base. So for, for console makers who are, tr- you know, they just want people to buy stuff, um, Offering more and more ways to buy is is, you know, yeah, never dumb. Is... <laughs> as long as it's as long as it's not too much of a cost for them to offer it, you know, they may as well do it.
2: Yeah, I, I see Microsoft and and Sony following up with that pretty soon. I think. Yep,
1: so we all seem to
0: universally agree that Nintendo is not going to die.
2: Yeah, well, Nintendo's... My, my... Oh, go ahead, Yan. No, my, my opinion is with... Uh, firstly, I'm, I'm not a Nintendo guy. I haven't played anything on Nintendo since the first generation NES. Um, wow. wow! I've never, I've never played a Metroid. I have never played a oh. Smash Bros. Oh, the last Zelda I played was Zelda 2, and I never got past the first half an hour. It was tough. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I played a couple of Marios, but um, nothing past the first NES. So for, I, I'm not an expert at Nintendo, but from my perspective... Um, Strictly in terms of, of, of console release and, and, and competitiveness, Wii U is not doing well. Uh, I don't see it doing better against the hardcore player base, although we, uh, Nintendo will always have its Nintendo faithful. The people who like to play Pikmin, right, for example, they will always buy Nintendo um, or the Mario, the Mario gang. Um, um, <clears throat> but what, what is noteworthy about Nintendo is, um, you know, in, in, in the shops here in Singapore... And on the game day release, people only queue up for a few games. On game day release, Gears of War, which has not had an iteration for a long time, uh, people used to queue up for Call of Duty, but not anymore. Uh, but a- one other game that people always queue up for, and the queues are the longest, is Pokemon. Oh yeah. So I think I think three uh, uh, DS and 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 three DS will, will support the company for a while, uh, and it's still releasing good stuff. Uh, I think Wii U is, is really I mean it may it may do certain things to improve its uh to improve his current situation. I really don't think it's gonna do well this generation, but it won't it won't destroy Nintendo or anything like that. Um,
1: yeah, they can survive a, a lackluster generation. It's not a problem. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, no, and who knows what the next generation would be. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting uh I mean I don't know if it's the same for you guys in America but uh when the Wii first came out you see Whole families who have never bought video game consoles, or buying a Wii, because yeah. it introduced a new a new form of family entertainment that was not available previously. And and Singaporeans are not into are not into tabletop games. So the Wii was the first time there was really some kind of interactive family game. And it was such a huge hit in Singapore. Um, so I think um, yeah, I mean, I mean that 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 phase is over. Um, and I don't know if, if Nintendo ever come up with some disruptive technology like that ever again. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, think, I think this generation is just not going to do well. Uh, but the 3DS will still, will still be strong. And who knows what the next generation will be. If there even is going to be a next console generation, next generation.
0: Yeah, the advent of Steam boxes.
2: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> that could do something.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's scary. We'll see. Valve is going to be in
1: control. I wouldn't mind. I like Gabe. <laughs> yeah. G- Gavin
0: is stealing all of our money.
1: <laughs> yeah, but in very small increments.
0: Yeah, so so it's okay. 3.74.
1: It's like that's an yeah. ideal price. $3.74. I love that. <laughs> 75% off a, a $15 game. Oh yeah, 2.49. 75% off a 9.99. That's great.
2: You guys have been buying too much on Steam.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, five hundred games over here. I, I
2: I'm really proud of myself. I didn't buy anything on Steam this holiday break.
1: Wow, um, that's self restraint.
2: Well, I just didn't switch on my computer. All games, <laughs> four
1: hundred
0: and
3: eleven, according to my.
2: And let me check my Steam library. Huh.
3: That's uh, far too many. <laughs> yeah, I'll look at my. I, t- I can tell you my Steam library. It's like five. <laughs> really.
1: Oh okay, well, you you're the 360 so
3: yeah i I'm just the only games I really play on computer are strategy games like Total War age of Empires you know and other than that I'm just not really a PC gamer so I mean I'm more of a console guy
1: yeah I'm weird I um I beat Super meat boy with a keyboard which was like anathema according to the developers themselves there's that screen at the beginning where it's always like <laughs> gamepads are better I like playing with a keyboard you hate you super. Yourself? Meat. No, I, it, <laughs> I was awesome at Super Meat Boy. I, uh, I don't understand. My all is that, games is 559 right now.
2: So, like yeah. Woman, I played King of Fighters on the keyboard.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: It me, Fighters it just... on
1: keyboard can be weird, but it can also be a lot of fun. It depends on what the, the, the inputs are like. Um, like if you need an analog stick or not. Some games you need an analog stick, and some games you just really oh. don't.
0: Well, I guess you can play it on a keyboard, but it's very strange. There actually is. There is a device that people have been creating called the Hitbox, which basically replaces the joystick with an up, down, left, or right marker. So when you use them, it basically you j- basically tap the directions instead of doing the other stuff. It's mm. really weird.
1: <laughs> I'd, I'd want to look into that. That sounds neat.
0: Yeah. Well, I would never use it because it's just weird to me. But what can you do? Yep. All right. Wow, that was kind of a rapid fire session, I gotta say. It was fun. Yeah. So, did we say anything theologically relevant? Kind of. Yeah,
1: I confessed to a sin, I think. Yeah. And, and <laughs> we talked, and we talked about the the more general nature of pride and accomplishment, and how we have to remember what that adds up to in the end. Like the eternal perspective is, it doesn't really add up to anything.
0: Yeah, and Nintendo's pride led them to name their console something stupid and then sell horribly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was their pride or, you know, they just had a bad marketing guy that time around. You know, it's you the can Wii never say. U. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, that guy's not working for them anymore. No, I imagine not.
1: The next one, it's going to be the Wii Us. And you'll be like, is that Wii U plural? Wii U S? The Wii Z. Yeah, well, Xbox One isn't that much better. I like to yeah, call it X-Bone. X-Bone. Yeah, the that's, Xbox. That's
0: so confusing to me. It's like, is it the X? The original Xbox is not the Xbox One now.
1: Or you went back 359 degrees? Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all right. Well,
0: story. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> See y'all yeah. next all time. Right.
0: Thanks for coming. And Happy Chinese in. New Year. Everybody, say goodbye. Bye. Man. Bye.